like I am sitting there and I know in my head, I know I'm getting my period. It's coming. Yeah. It's either I'm going to wake up tomorrow or the next day. But I am just sad. I am just so sad. There's nothing that has made me sad. There's no, no one said anything. No one's done anything. I haven't done anything. I'm just sad that day. And mm. I have like, my tear ducts are ready to go when I am. Oh They're like, God, just yeah. give me the green light. And do you know what? You didn't even need to give the green light. Let's start crying. Hey chicks, I'm Al. And I'm Sal. And this is Two Broke Chicks, the show that shares life lessons because we are broke in funds but rich in life. And today we are joined by Lucy Peach, the author of Period Queen. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Al and Sal. Al and Mm -hmm. Sal. That's us. Really easy to remember our names. Like whenever we're in a bar, they're like, what are your names? We're like, Sal and Al. Just... Yeah, that's all it is. And even if people get us mixed up, we're like, that's fine. As long as you got one of them right, like... You know, the odds are in your favour. Yeah, exactly. Just call us the same name. We don't even yeah, care. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and today we're going to be learning how you can life hack your cycle for creativity, productivity, connection and self-love. But before we get into that, we always share a life lesson of the week. So Lucy, as our guest of honour, what have you learned this week? Can be big or small? I was just thinking about this this morning. This might be, seem really dumb. But how old are you guys? I'm 30. And I'm 27. Okay, so I'm 42. And I think it's only recently that I've realised how amazing great socks are. And I went, <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went skiing to Japan and I got these ski socks. Oh, oh my god, They are amazing. And they're like compression. They've got padding. They're so warm. And you yeah. know how so many jeans now kind of come up to here? Yeah. And everyone's walking around with freezing ankles. Oh, my gosh. Plus, as and, well, um, they're amazing because they go, if you're listening to this and not watching the video, these socks that Lucy just showed us go all the way up to the knee so that when you have your jammies on and you're rocking, like, the pantaloons look, you're still nice and cosy. Yeah. Or you can, like, tuck the jammies into the socks. I love doing that. It's been a real game changer, just having very warm, comfortable socks for winter. I think it's it's like so many things you kind of put up with a low level of discomfort and mm-hmm. then you realise like I'm freezing yeah. or I'm busting or I'm hungry or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so great socks. Do you sleep that. with socks on? Because that gets a bad rap, but I love sleeping with socks on. I start, but then I, if I... Sleep with socks on. I also have like a weighted blanket and a weighted <laughs> eye mask. So I'm kind of buried. And if I don't take my socks off, my dreams get really weird because I think I'm basically cooking myself. So I take the socks off once I'm Toasty. hot enough. Oh ready my to gosh. Go to sleep. I wonder yeah. if that's a thing because some nights I have really weird dreams and some nights I don't. I'm going to yeah. start paying attention to if I was wearing socks yeah. or not. Do an AB yeah. test. Yeah. Have like a little science journal test next it. to your My bed. brain's like, no, that's just you, boo. You're weird. <laughs> you're weird. You're just a kooky little girl. You're weirdo. <laughs> also, if you're sharing a bed with someone, you know, you're going to generate more heat. If you're not, then socks. Exactly. Yeah. Great substitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a boy- Who needs a boyfriend <laughs> when you've got socks? <laughs> and a weighted blanket. Yeah. The weighted eye mask, I want to investigate that. Yeah, but, me too. but we're, we're getting off track Sorry, already. We are. Yeah. yeah. Sal, what's your life lesson? 
Okay, mine's a quick one. And and it's a nice little reminder to stop throwing things at artists on stage. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, yeah. I think whether it's a bouquet of flowers or, like, a journal of love letters that you've written or some artwork or a cowboy hat or a fucking phone, which we've seen recently, like, nine times out of ten, they don't want the shit that we're throwing at them. Like, we have this parasocial relationship with artists and I'm, like, so guilty of this where we think that like we have this huge bond with them and we do in some way, but throwing a random object at them while they're working probably isn't going to help forge that mm. connection. Wait until like- a great way to make friends. Yeah. No. And like they very rarely enjoy it. Like I think I saw Pink got ashes mother's ashes thrown at her and she yeah. was like, what am I supposed to do? With this, and I'm sure their mum was like a big fan of pink, and that was supposed to be like. I don't want to touch someone's dead body dirt. Who does? Like, so maybe just sit back and. And it was in like a Ziploc bag, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna so lie, bizarre. if I have kids and they threw my ashes onto a stage in a Ziploc bag, I would be coming back to haunt the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, you embarrass me in front of pink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not the vibe. That's my legacy. Oh my God, cut from the will and yeah. haunted for life. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, maybe just have a little think about that the next time you think about throwing something mm-hmm. on the stage because these people are working. Yeah. What's so your life lesson? My life lesson is something that we were discussing while we were doing the research for this episode, which I just don't think is well known. And it's the fact that the morning after pill won't work if your body's already ovulating, which mm. should be like common knowledge. But I don't think many people know that. I think we're really taught that like the plan B or morning after pill is like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like it's sorted. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it just like won't work while you're ovulating is wild. And then the other statistic is that one in five people using the pullout method will get pregnant. So I'm telling everyone this because I am trying to scare you to use <laughs> protection. Yeah. Because I just don't think we're like taught it as, no. as well as we should be. I don't even think many, I don't even think a lot of women would know when they were ovulating. No. Either. But we're going to learn about that today. Exactly. We're exactly. here for you chicks. Uh-huh. So jumping into the the crux of the episode today. So Lucy, it's a common misconception that our period it goes for seven days or a week, but it's actually an entire monthly cycle. So can you break down the four stages of the month for us? I guess, you know, when we learn about periods at school and what we hear, it's it's around how to manage it in terms of the hygiene and it's about your capacity to reproduce. And those are sort of the only reasons why you should care about it if you believe society. But it's, yeah, you're right, it's a cycle. It's so much more than just managing blood or, you know, being grumpy. Mm. Um, and... You know, a really useful way to think about it is that men, and not to say that all women have periods and um, only women have periods, but when we're talking about periods in the context of um, gender and, you know, the historic sort of construct, men have a 24-hour cycle and if you menstruate, you have a 28-ish day cycle. So... 
every single day, every single week, your body is changing. It's adapting to a constantly changing internal biochemistry. So yeah, every week is different. And, and there are two main events in the cycle. You're menstruating and ovulating somewhere around the middle. And your body is always either doing those two things or it's getting ready to do those two things. So that's how you get four hormonal phases. And one of the ways that I love explaining to um, kids is that if you imagine the cycle as a landscape, you know, like a map, and you start off and you're in like a valley, you know, just kind of quiet and you're bleeding and your hormones are low. And then you come out of this cave and you've done your resting and you've done the taking care of yourself. And now you're climbing this mountain and your estrogen is rising really quickly. Estrogen is an anabolic hormone. It builds things and it gets things done. So you're at the top of this mountain and then you you have a party on another mountain and you start making progesterone and then you come down the mountain and you do it all over again. And I break those four phases into verbs so that it gives you a reminder of what you might feel like doing. Do you want me to explain that now? Yes, yes, yes love. we would love that. Yeah. And because in your book as well, you talk about those different four stages and then also how you can plan to use them to your advantage so we'd love for yeah. you to elaborate on that as well okay so basically when you've got your period um and i'll just preface this by saying if anybody's listening and they're like oh my god you have no idea lady like i am dealing with a t-rex inside of me right now and i'm <laughs> in pain and it's hard i just want to really acknowledge that there are a lot of different ways to have a period. There are as many ways to period as there are those of us that have them. And I'm not suggesting that you should just, you know, love your cycle and then everything will be amazing. But um, I guess it's really about um, just acknowledging what actually happens to us, acknowledging what happens to us and how that can make you feel. Mm. And everybody is going to experience their four phases slightly differently, but generally the way that hormones impact us has a pretty similar profile. Mm. So when you um, get your period on day one of your cycle, that happens because your hormones have completely plummeted and your body has got the message, okay, there's no need to hold this beautiful lining anymore for a potential pregnancy. I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to start again. So you start bleeding and I call that your dream phase from day one until day three, four, five, however long your period lasts, because although you can still do whatever you want, you know, if you want to run a marathon, you can do that. You just need to take extra care of yourself. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pers yeah. personally, mm -mm. pass. I am laying vertically yeah. for those yeah. three to four days. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yes, and, and this kind of speaks to that whole idea of, you know, anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can, but I think in the kind of rush to really prove that, you know, we're as good as men and we can get mm. the corner office and we can be the CEO, we can, you know, do all the hard, heavy things, it's like, We've kind of neglected a really, um, you know, huge part of us, which is that we're built to create 
and let go of the possibility of life every single month. That's a pretty big password. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a pretty big fucking deal. Yes. And it's kind of wild that we're just like, oh, 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 oh a bit of blood, nothing to see, put a tampon in, do some cartwheels, have a nice life, just get on <laughs> with it. Like, fuck off, mm-hmm. you know, like actually it's something to be revered mm. and even if it's only for an hour on day one or day two or it's half a day if it's the weekend or you've got some time to be flexible just like what would it be like to instead of bracing against pain instead of dreading something that's inevitable to really like make a nest for it and to really um honor yourself if only for an hour mm. And lie on your bed and put your warm socks on (laughs) and put some relaxing music on and just lie there and bleed for an hour and really allow yourself to kind of sink into the depths of, of you. And without all of the hormonal buffers, it is a really good time to just drop in. And that's why I call it the dream phase because, you know, it's a good time to reflect on the month that you've just had It's a good time to reflect on the month that you're about to have. If you rest well now in your dream phase and you take care of yourself, then you'll get more energy next week and the week after and you'll have more for the month ahead. But if you push through the whole thing and you don't surrender to any part of, you know, um, resting and starting again, then you're kind of borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. So Mm. it doesn't mean you're disabled all week. It's just that your capacity um, might look a little bit different. And, yes, you might not have the tenacity and the drive and the, you know, urge to kind of push things and get things done like you do in the, in the next week, but you might be more intuitive and perceptive and observant. And those are really good skills to have for, you know, your relationships, for at work, in all parts of your life. I think the whole world could do with being a bit more reflective. 100%. And I think as well, it's nice to maybe go into that being like, it's okay for me to just rest and reflect right now. Because as well, if you're feeling guilty for resting, you're not actually resting. So like having that in your brain, because as well, again, growing up, we kind of, what you were saying, get taught, be like, no, we're strong. It doesn't matter. We can do anything if we're bleeding or you actually... Like we would use it as a bit of an excuse. So then when you do actually feel the need to rest, like growing up, I'm pretty sure a majority of us went to PE and we were like, <laughs> oh, sir, I've got my period. I can't play kickball today. Yeah. And so then it's like this whole thing that it was used as an excuse to not be able to do something that we kind of flip to the other side that we're like, I can do anything, but it's actually okay to just sit, rest, put a heat pack on your belly. Mm-hmm. and yeah. then move on. So the yeah. next phase, which sounds really exciting, is your do phase, which I want to yeah. hear about this one. This one's the one that I'm really excited this about. This is what I'm in right now. Yeah. So I'm like, nice. come on, let's go. What day, what day are you right now? I think I'm day six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I've just come out of my period. So I'm ready to yep. go. And sometimes the start of the do phase like I've actually just come off the back of um, quite a deep rest for about two months. I feel like I've been needing to slow down for a long time and my body started doing some weird things and I was like, oh, I'm actually exhausted. I've, mm. you know. And so 
it was interesting observing my do phase in those times because um, my do has just was just not doing. It, the do <laughs> wasn't doing. It do wasn't doing, and I was really like, "It's okay." Like mm. I think sometimes this part of the cycle gets a lot of pressure and expectation to be like, "Okay, well now my period's finished. I've got to go out and you know take on the world and smash all the things and do 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 do." And it's like, you know, and further to what you were saying before about you know um, air quotes using your period as an excuse to rest. I think it's like for me listening to your body and understanding your cycle sorry understanding your cycle is a portal to listening to your body because actually if you're tired and your body is tired no matter what day you're on you should be able to find some place for rest so you know I think that's really deserves mentioning that a lot of people you know they might read my book or do my online course and then be like oh my god but I'm day eight and I'm still tired and I don't want to do anything what's wrong with me it's like, no, don't get caught up in this, you know, capitalistic lie that just because you're not bleeding, you need to be constantly productive. However, what I will say is that after having this big, long rest and really giving myself permission, I think is something that you said before around mm. not feeling guilty and, you know, your body can't be wrong. You know, your body doesn't have a judgment. It's just responding to your external environment. So, you know, when you're tired, rest. And if you do rest in the dream phase, all things going well, when you emerge, then your energy is going to pick up. And so what's really nice is to be intentional about that energy because if you are day three and you're like, oh, God, I just, oh, I can't, I just thought, and you know you've got a few things to do but you're beating yourself up because you can't be bothered doing them and like you said, feeling guilty is not conducive to resting. So how about just giving yourself some permission and, you know, prioritizing your energy now for the things you absolutely must do. And that then as your energy starts to rise, knowing that that's when you're going to, you know, really be able to sort of go for it because that's where your body's at. And so, like I said, just before with estrogen, it's a building hormone. So it builds brain connections. It builds, it's already starting to build a new lining in your womb or your uterus. It's building bone and muscle. And if you're into like lifting or, you know, gains, I'm not really, but you know, (laughs) some people are, um, this is a good time to really kind of push yourself, you know, because your body is like primed for building and it's a great time to um, make decisions and just get things done, especially if you've, you know, had some reflection time in your dream phase and you're like, oh, I should do that this, I should do that that. Mm. And you really just sit with things and you just kind of marinate in the feeling without any pressure or expectation to have solutions or, you know, um, fix things, just be with your feeling. And then once you come out of that cave and your body's ready to go, then when things come to you, it's like, go. Don't hamstring yourself questioning and going, oh, but what about, oh, but I haven't, it's like, no, no, no. If you've got the instinct, your body's done the resting, you've had a good feel into what's going on for you, and now you've got, you know, a path forward and some clarity, then you just follow that nugget and go for it. And this is a time when, you know, your body's getting ready to ovulate. You're getting ready for this big event. It's kind of the the peak of the cycle. So mm. 
you know, you imagine a bird getting ready to lay an egg. It's like, I've got stuff to do. I've got to get my <laughs> nest just right. And I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I've got to, you know, go find the worm and get things happening. So it's very motivated, energetic time. And I feel like I, so I'm here right now. I think I'm day 11 and I can be very impatient mm. and particularly, you know, with my partner last night, I was like, he'd gone out for dinner with someone and he said, I'm nearly home. And I was like, great. I've run a bath. Come join me in the bath. And then um, I kind of ambushed him about like, I think we're ready for a season of romance. And I kind of listed all these things. And I was like, what about this? What about that? And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he'd had a couple of wines and he'd come into the bath expecting this romantic time. Yeah. And I was like getting quite logistical about You're how You're here thought- ready for a business meeting in the bath. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's interesting because I think that energy can, um, it can, it can be frustrating to manage when the world around you feels like it's really slow because you've got, you're on this mission, you know, your body's ready to do this amazing thing. So that's the do phase. Any questions? Do you know what? I think it's so funny because every, there'll be one part in every time of the month that I'm like, let's do a deep clean. Mm. Like mm. I'm like in my apartment being like, I'm going to wipe down every single surface that exists. And yeah. when I, like, when you look at this, I'm like every single time it is just after I finish <coughs> my period because I'm like, okay, had a lovely little rest. What can I do? And I've been thinking about like the, th- the projects I want to do or things that like would make me happy in terms of having a clean space or decluttering. And I'm like deep clean. I love that though, mm. because then if you understand where these cycles fall for you, you can, like we said, life hack mm-hmm. and be like, all right, so the third week of every month, I'm going to do yeah. my apartment deep clean. Yeah. So then in the first week, you're not like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like there's stuff everywhere. When will I have time to do this? Like when you have your period and you don't have the energy to do it, yeah. you can actually schedule it in according so, to when you have energy. So Lucy, would you say that the do phase is a good time to schedule in if you're feeling up to it, your life admin that you need to get done? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think having um, having space to, yeah, do all the boring things that, you know, they take energy, they take mental capacity. That's the thing and then, it's like the fog's clear for me. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. I feel very foggy, like, during my cycle at points. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when that's clear and I'm like, so into it and focused because mm. if I see something sparkling, I'm like, oh, <laughs> or like mm, I'll start mm. a job and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. So yeah. it's like, that's, I find that really yeah. helpful. Hard relate. And I think it's like, it's a good time to not procrastinate when you're in the do phase because that energy, like it's, it's fierce. I mean, some research came out last year that said at this time in the cycle, if you're not on hormonal contraception, you are six times more motivated than at other times in the cycle. Like that is wild Oh, to my me. God, six times. Yeah. that's And, you know, that, that energy of like I must deep clean, I must, mm. you know, sanitise every surface, I need to alphabetise <laughs> the spice drawer, I'm going to put my clothes <laughs> in rainbow order. Actually, I want to, you know, do a to- – I want to rearrange the living room. Yeah. Like, and you feel like you have capacity. And sometimes I'm like, no, I just think we should try the couch there. And we should be like, oh, maybe. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need off, you. Yeah. I think it's 
even need you. I can see the vision. I can feel the capacity in my body and mm-hmm. I'm going and that sort of drive I think is a really great thing to harness. And yes, I mean life admin can really get away from us, so that's a good time to go right this I'm going to put half a day here and I'm just going to box tick my way through all the boring minutiae of shit that I have to do to be functioning in the world. <laughs> but also to really make sure that like you said, you know, the projects that are really important to you, that you have some focused time to dedicate that part of your energy to what really drives you. Because I think, I know for me, I can, yeah, get distracted. And then sometimes I feel like, oh, damn, I, I, I peaked in it past me, you know? Yeah. So just making sure that, you know, because your projects are going to benefit from all of your different kinds of energy when you know you use them well Mm. um yeah so it's yeah it's a great time amazing and so they're moving on to the third phase which is give Mm. so this is Mm. typically or roughly days 13 to 19 so what is your give phase and how can we hack this phase so your give phase begins once you've ovulated and if you have a really long cycle so when I was up until I was probably 38, my cycle was 31 days, give or take a day or two, but it was it was quite long. Now it's 29 days and everybody's different. But the longer your cycle, the later you will ovulate because once you ovulate, those um, 14 to 16 days between ovulating and getting your period are pretty static. They're quite fixed. Hmm. Um, but the first half of the cycle from day one of your period until ovulation, that's where there can be a bit more rubber room. So the do phase can be shorter for people with a short cycle and quite long for people in a long cycle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So you ovulate, you know, um, once estrogen has peaked and once you've got this little blip in testosterone, which is around the time of the six times more motivated. And then once you ovulate, Um, you start making progesterone. So progesterone is kind of like the opposite to estrogen. Estrogen makes you faster and stronger and it builds things. And progesterone is pro-gestation or pro-pregnancy. So it takes care of things. And that beautiful lining that you've been building in the do phase, now in the give phase, in the third week, progesterone is like, oh, let's just take care of that. We'll just put a little flower there. I'll just polish that up there. I'll just, just make it nice and warm. I'll put a little blanket there. It it's sounds just like foul for me. <laughs> that's just my whole cycle. That's just like Sal as a friend, but that sounds well, lovely. And this is the thing. It's like we resonate with different parts of the cycle. Some people, um, and, you know, traditionally people find, you know, bleeding and being premenstrual the most challenging parts, but some people don't. Some people have anxiety in the do phase or Mm. they feel sad in the give phase. Like there's all different things that can happen that affect your experience and obviously who you are, like Mm. your personality, personality. So the give phase is when you're making this progesterone and it's about making things lovely and taking care of things. And the evolutionary function is for you to connect with the person that you potentially just reproduced with. So, you know, like if the do phase is about from an evolutionary biological perspective, like I need to find a mate to reproduce with, 
no, not you. Get out of my way. You, come here. here. Now, let's go. That's the do phase. And then the give phase is like, oh, so what does your breath smell like in the morning? Oh, lovely. And how do you say my name and cook my eggs? And oh, fantastic. It's like you have a greater capacity for connection Mm. and communication and seeing just the beauty and the wonder of things. And so it's a time when you can really feel like saying yes to things, which is lovely. But if you let that part of yourself run away with yourself, then you can get into trouble later on. Because if I feel like saying yes to everything now and, you know, like, oh, yes, I can, let's do this, let's go away for this weekend. And yes, I'll help you move house and... Yes, yeah. I'll dog sit for you. Yes, I can do the present. I can, I can take the minutes and I can do the thing. Yes, pick me. I'm amazing. I'm everything <laughs> to everybody. I'm so triggered oh. right now. <laughs> and it's just like the feeling of feeling like you have capacity and you are just, you know, radiating energy and abundance and you can do all the things and you want to take care of people and make it all lovely. And that's just fucking great until it isn't. And then all of a sudden start getting really hungry, you stub your toe, you bang your hip on the kitchen bench and then you're just like, fuck, like (laughs) everyone's taking everything from me. Like why? And it's like you get punched in the face and that's why when you're in the gift phase, like, yes, give the things, give of yourself, enjoy feeling generous, but you don't have to give it all away. Within reason, yeah. Within reason and just I think. When you notice, um, and look, I don't know, I'm probably speaking as someone who has been a bit of a people pleaser and prone to overextension. So there's that as well. It's kind of like just being, noticing your own impulses and like, why am I saying yes right now? Is it because I just absolutely, that's going to feel good and I want to have a great time? Great. Am I doing it because I feel like I've got to make someone happy or it's my role to take care of everybody? or I feel responsible, or I can't say no, you know what I mean? Like just kind of checking in and and checking your balance, you know what I mean? Like whether you want to call it a fuck budget or an energy balance or whatever it is, like <laughs> just being like, okay, what have I got in the tank? Because if I'm day 18, 19, 20, and I'm coming up to the next phase and I'm over committing into next week, then someone's got to pay for that and it's going to be me and how is that going to look so just being mindful of that and then yeah we move into the next phase Mm -hmm. so our fourth phase yep the take phase which is typically days 20 to 28 this sounds very ominous so can you talk us through the take phase and how we can life hack it let's just have a moment of silence for (laughs) revealing the take phase I, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I think this um, is the worst one for is, both. This Alan is the I, worst one for both of us. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what's tell me what sucks about it. So, like clockwork, mm. one or two days before I am getting my period, like clockwork, I wake up and I am the saddest sack of shit mm. that exists. Ooh. Like I am sitting there and I know in my head. I know I'm getting my period. It's coming. Yeah. It's either I'm going to wake up tomorrow or the next day. 
But I am just sad. I am just so sad. There's nothing that has made me sad. There's not, no one said anything. No one's done anything. I haven't done anything. I'm just sad that day. And mm. I have like, my tear ducts are ready to go when I am. Oh They're like, God, just yeah. give me the green light. And do you know what? You didn't even need to give the green light. Let's start crying. And Literally. that is me to a T. And then also like big swollen titties that I'm like, everything hurts. Mm. This sucks. I hate this. I hate that. I hate you. I hate everyone. <laughs> I'm like, what? My coffee doesn't have enough ice in it. You suck. Like everything just sucks. And that's me. Mm. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, Sarah, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the same. Like incredibly sad, but also so anxious. Like I just feel like mm. I have a lump in my chest and throat at mm. all times. And I could knock over a glass of water and be like, Ah, mm-hmm. be like this is a symbol of why I suck at everything and it's like the same thing it's not logical at all mm. and it happens every month and every time I'm like everybody hurt oh wait shit I know what's happening I'm yeah. getting my period but the thing is, in my head I know I'm like I'm like but I still can't snap myself out of it mm-hmm. so what do we do oh man I just want to give you guys both big hugs. <laughs> please. And please do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, um, so, you know, when you, it's like being sad, it's not very sexy to be sad. Like we don't, we don't really kind of reward being sadness. Like, you know, how are you going? Are you good? Great. Awesome. How are you going? Yeah, I'm feeling sad. Oh. <laughs> it's a bit of an People, it's a bit of an ick. And so there's that. And I think, um, you know, so when I first learned about all of this understanding my cycle business, I was 27 and I was a new mum. I had a little boy. He was like two years old and I was working as a sexual health educator and I was a songwriter and I'd been writing songs for a couple of years. And when I learnt about you know, my whole cycle and how, um, you know, the predictable nature of my energy and all the things you just described. And I realized that I was a real asshole to myself when I'm premenstrual, like Mm. critical, um, quite cruel really, you know, like, and and it felt so disappointing because in the weeks previous, like in the do phase, it's like, I'm amazing. <laughs> really, have you seen me? Like, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, the soundtrack um, to, like, walking on the sunshine is, like, playing while I'm, like, going to get my morning coffee. And yeah, I'm like, and just nothing like, could bring me down. <laughs> no, it's and it's and it's like you feel invincible. And then all of a sudden it's like the rug gets pulled and it's almost like, see, told you, told you that feeling wouldn't last. You thought that's who you were? Ha ha. Very funny. Stop it. Now, <laughs> Reality check, like, yeah. and it's it feels so crushing and heartbreaking that like, but I thought I was doing all the things and I was meditating and stretching and <laughs> having my green juice. Like, why am I being punished? Like, it's not fair. And so I guess like when I first you know understood this was kind of inevitable and it was part of life, la la la, and that I could channel it into creativity that was a real game changer for me because I think like that critical sort of hyper-focused everything is crap lens, if you make some space for that energy, because it is energy, it's like 
it's not just like, oh, you know, I'm sad and anxious and I don't want to do anything. Like, you know, when you've got your period, it's kind of like, Mm. But when you pre-menstruate, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like this kind of like you can hear the hiss it's like the and it's like prickle in your skin yeah. and you're just like <laughs> so that energy's got to go somewhere right and if you can put that into something creative and if you're listening to this and you're like well I'm not creative so that just doesn't apply to me and now I'm screwed thanks very much <laughs> like you we all are creative you are all designing your own life so whether that's you know, being in the garden or in the kitchen or, you know, designing a new bridge or origami or crochet or fucking finger paints, whatever it is, do something that gets you out of your head and into your body Mm. because so much of life asks us to be here in the neck up all the time, disregarding what's going on down below. And I feel like this is the part of the month where your body's just like, oh, so you just think you can ignore me. Oh, so you just think that annoying conversation can happen. You're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Oh, you're just going to go and eat shit for four days and drink wine every night. And like, it's like, this is where you pay for it. This is where you get the bill and you can either fight it. I love that. You can fight it or you can make a little nest for it. And you know, like, I mean, I love this idea of, did you, do you guys watch Succession? No. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, it's a toxic show on binge that basically is exploring the Murdoch family in this big. Oh, I've heard about media. it on Shameless. Yeah. yeah. So Shiv, when her dad dies, she's so busy. She, um, she schedules crying sessions. And her brother takes the piss out of her. He's like, oh, my God, are you scheduling your grief? And she was like, yes, I'm really busy. And I was like, do you know what? I think that's genius. And I actually love the idea that, like, you know, for you feeling sad and feeling like I need to cry, it's like, you know, we're so, we're really so adverse to um, all of us, like, feeling pain because it's like, well, if I feel, if I feel a little bit of it, then I'm going to just, who knows when it's going to stop. And what if I feel it for like two weeks and then that's who I am. I just can't afford that. I need to get on with life. I need to get stuff done. But what if you were like, okay, I'm going to have a sad day. I'm going to put a day in my calendar every month where I can be as sad as I fucking want. I love and if I want to listen to everybody hurts, <laughs> if I want to lie on the ground, if I want to like, you know, I don't know, like really seduce your sadness mm. and just be like, hey, Wherever that lump is in my chest, like put your hand on it and totally just like speak to it and and say, what do you need? Hmm. What do you need? And if you were to actually go to the depths of that place and really meet yourself, you know, like what what might be under there? You know, Hmm. and I bet it's I bet it would be something something beautiful. And I just feel like we're so conditioned to be happy all the time and productive all the time. And so, you know, the ends of the cycle, the dream phase and the take phase, it's like they just get kind of amputated. Mm. And that's part of who we are, you know, like the good thing about being premenstrual when you're noticing what isn't working and what actually does really piss you off is useful data that your body is telling you that actually, I mean, yeah, maybe the person making your iced coffee is like bearing the brunt of, 
you know, where some of that energy could go instead. But like, um, yeah, maybe some things aren't really working. Maybe your mattress really is shit and yeah. it's time to get a new one. Maybe every single month you're like, fuck, I hate this bed. Like maybe it's time, listen you know? So to I yourself. Think, like your listen body, to yourself. yeah, your body like never actually has it out for you. So if something yeah, keeps popping up, listening to it. So we do have two more questions, but I wanted to wrap this part with, I am going to say one of the phases and I would love for mm. you to say one word that you feel that that phase is. So okay, dream phase. Mm, surrender. Do phase. Champion. Give phase. Ah, joy. And take phase. Magic. I love. I love a live. That gave me chills. Why am I excited to get my period? (laughs) (laughs) I'm keen for the first time in my life. So we we do have a couple minutes left and I really wanted to ask this question on, because I think a lot of people like are kind of, not necessarily on contraception, but a lot of people are on the pill. And Mm. I thought it was interesting to ask you how that can affect the natural hormone cycle, especially for those who skip their periods. I know this is a very long-winded answer and it's not medical advice, but Mm. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on how the pill affects your natural hormone cycle. Yeah. So first up, you know, 80% of people will at some point in their life go Um, and use hormonal contraception and like you said before you know um, the morning after pill isn't fail safe Mm. withdrawal you know isn't always fail safe um, depending on your partner (laughs) Uh, (laughs) let's face it (laughs) not your failure there Um, and you know like the pill has been incredible in terms of what it's afforded us, you know, freedom. Um, But the crap thing is the technology and, you know, the approach hasn't really changed in 60 years. So there are a lot of side effects that people still have to put up with that I just don't think men would put up with. Mm. That is the long-winded part. But um, one of the side effects is that, you know, the way that it works is it prevents you from ovulating. But the other side effect of, you know, not ovulating is that you don't produce your own hormones. So, you know, what we were describing before with this landscape, you know, starting in the valley, climbing up with the top of estrogen, leaping over progesterone, progesterone goes through the roof and then it comes down again. Um, You're basically bringing that right down because when you take the pill you're taking synthetic hormones um, that mimic your own hormones such that your body responds um, by not ovulating. But in terms of all the things that it makes you feel with your own own hormones, synthetic hormones don't do that. Mm. So people can often say, yeah, I feel flatter or I feel more even, you know, and some people resort Um, or choose, I should say, to go on the pill if they have PMDD, for instance, you know, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and they really feel um, the ups and downs um, in a pretty devastating way. Mm. And so, you know, some people choose that. And I think it's really, it's just about being informed. And, you know, we know with the pill that it can also be associated with depression. So again, like, just pay attention to your feelings, you know, track your cycle. 
even if you're on a um, you know hormonal contraception cycle because that's information and I think so much of what it means to be cyclical has been demonized in that you know oh you're emotional you're all over the place it's unpredictable Mm. and so just reclaiming that and and having you know um you can download a cycle tracking chart from my website lucypeach.com if you like or you can use an app I really like pen to paper though I think there's something quite powerful and magical about getting a pen with your hand thinking a thing and then looking at it on a page and just being like yeah I said that and there it is yeah (laughs) so just having that data on your body um, and then, you know, if, if you're noticing there's emotional changes going on, being on the pill, then that's, you know, again, you might still choose to be on it, but then you've got the awareness and you can be kind to yourself because you know, this is just a thing. It's part of, you know, what's going on for me, but yeah, it's like, there's no perfect, perfect solution. I yeah. mean, people, and everyone's different. Like some people that's right. completely swear by being on the pill as well. A lot of people get very painful like periods when they're bleeding as well. So mm-hmm. like that's that's yeah. the reason why endometriosis. Hundred percent. And then like it's a thing. And then others, it's like for me personally, when I was on it, I was like, I don't know who that person was. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it's just it depends like what's right for you. Yeah, really, that's at right. The end of and the day. and at the time, you know, sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, I don't. You might not love being on the pill. You might love being on the pill, but for you right now being pregnant is a hundred percent not an option. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. on the pill for like seven, eight years and yeah. thought I was crazy half the time. Oh my um, God. <laughs> but I'm glad yeah, I didn't yeah. get pregnant Same. at that time. So that would have made me crazier. <laughs> yeah. Silver like lining. Silver lining. I would have been like, oh gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much, Lucy. That has been such an insightful chat. I've loved it. Mm, I actually feel incredibly empowered. Same. I feel like. Thank you so much. Yeah. We can really like dread our period. And when we're in that low phase and we're having cramps and we're in that moment, we're like, fuck, this sucks. And we can be like, this is the rest of my life until I then go through menopause and it can be really like a really defeating thought and I think the way that you speak about periods and this conversation and menstruating really gives the power back to us and understanding our bodies and feeling really empowered in that knowledge so thank you so much. It's my pleasure I wish you many good bleeding years ahead. (laughs) Thank you. you. Whenever I'm feeling sad I'm gonna remember that (laughs) that day before I get my period I'll be like Lucy Peach. (laughs) yeah do something creative and just just get it's like if you actually gave your body what it really really wanted without feeling guilty without you know feeling um pressure and expectation um and just that unapologetic approach I think to our bodies I think for a lot of people they think oh yeah you know we've got you know real blood in tampon ads now and it's all fine it's like I don't think so I think there's a lot of people that still have a lot of apology in our bodies and that's the bit that I think is really if we can really lift the lid off that then who even knows what that world could look like definitely absolutely incredible well mm-hmm. thank you again and thanks to you chicks for having us in your ear holes we absolutely love to be here shout out to MIK made for making this episode of two broke chicks happen and of course you Lucy for being the best guest ever. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me and, yeah, lots of love. Yeah, definitely go check out Lucy's book and her website if you want to learn more and, yeah, definitely recommend it. Thanks, Mm -hmm. chicks. Bye, chicks. Bye.